0: well hello there my dear chums and fellow sleuths welcome to this week's episode of real chumps and today we discuss the enigmatic world of knives out directed by the talented ryan johnson and examine its tangled web of characters and motives i am your humble host marcel and in the spirit of the great detective benoit blanc we shall embark on a journey to unravel the secrets the lies and the hidden truths that reside in the heart of this mystery. And to join me is my Watson and co-host, Danny.
1: So pour yourself a warm cup of coffee or hot cocoa, grab a donut and settle in as we pull back the veil on this modern day classic. But beware my fellow chums, for there will be spoilers aplenty. If you haven't seen the movie, we kindly suggest that you watch it first, then come back to join the discussion. For the rest of you sit back and let us begin our investigation into the thrombee family's darkest secrets but first would you know a prop knife from a real one
0: no i don't think so
1: (laughs) me too i would if i was 100 i'd fail i don't think i (laughs) i've i've been in one play and i was an extra okay and I was technically supposed to be just the like the music person that has to hit some specific cues.
0: Yeah. By if they're like laying on the table, no. But I think like once you like pick it up, you could feel that
1: it. Like, I would imagine. Hearing. I <laughs> would imagine that I would know because like it's it probably has a different weight to it. Yeah. A, a real knife. I mean, when I pick up one of my pocket knives, <laughs> it's it's got a weight to it, right? uh, even if it's a thinner or smaller blade, but. I don't know.
0: We probably have like a prop master that's listening to our podcast. And be like these idiots, these guys don't <laughs> even know <laughs> how <dare> they
1: <laughs> But I mean, the thing is prop prop pieces. I mean like every single piece of uh, little thing in a, f- a film, uh, which we'll talk about, I think in next week's when we talk about glass onion, but like a lot of things don't actually have any sound. So like when people are holding bags, there are bags specifically made for not making any sort of sound. Oh, yeah. Same with ice, fake ice, that will never melt. Mm-hmm. Always looks good. Anyways, and just use the magic of sound design. Sound design.
0: Um, well, like we said, we're gonna talk knives out. Uh, shout out to our to Danny and ChatGPT for giving us that intro. You're probably all a little bit confused, but that was uh intro. In the style of Benoit Blanc.
1: Yeah, if we had, if I could do a Southern accent, I probably would have tried. But there's no way. There's no,
0: no way you're getting this Latino
1: to try a Southern accent. <laughs> like, no I lived way. in Memphis for two years, and I thought maybe I could figure something out. That's a dirty lie.
0: <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's get going with with Knives Out. Uh, this movie, 2019. I can't I mean, believe it already came out. It came out. In it 2019. came out in
1: 2019, and you know, it, I had to double check because I was like, I knew it came out during that time. Um, and that it was kind of a, it, it was a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it when I looked up the numbers, it was like 40 million in actual production, which is not a lot, like it's mm-hmm. low budget. Yeah, that is low budget. I mean, um, he's come, Ryan J- uh, Johnson's coming from Star Wars where everyone hated him. And you know what? I think it kind of, his, maybe the reaction that people gave him perhaps played into his writing into this film into the series
0: yes and i, I want to talk about that because I, I remember like all of the I, I remember when it was announced that ryan johnson was going to do this this was right off of last jedi everyone was hating him like you said right um
1: which for the record i didn't actually hate last jedi
0: i think at first i didn't hate it i wasn't like in love with it in love with it i'll be
1: honest i, don't, I wasn't in love with the, the last trilogy i think it was weak yeah
0: yeah you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to Star Wars. Oh, I uh, get so much hate for that comment. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like I, I I remember just like the the idea that Ryan Johnson was gonna pick up and do another movie. Um, I didn't see this in theaters. This was 2019. So I had just barely become a, a parent, and I... Uh...
1: You don't do a lot of movie watching. <laughs> I, I, can, I can testify to that.
0: I actually don't remember 2019 that well. I, I know I was awake every night, but like... Anyway, so I saw this at home, but everyone was talking about it. There was so much hype around this movie, and everyone kept saying like, oh, it's like a, it's a twist to murder mysteries, right? Um, and, and I figured as much, because if there's anything about Ryan Johnson, is that he is great at subverting expectations why do you say that let's look at his filmography i mean it's not a very long filmography no it's not but like even even with like star wars right with the last jedi everyone had an expectation in that movie that's correct you're right i am a big proponent and i'm gonna go on a a soapbox right here but i think that movie goers need to do a little bit of research before they go into any kind of movie because i think like if you have a context of what kind of director or who's writing, um, I think it gives you better expectations on what to expect, right? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna go judge a a Monet in a way that Picasso. Is it Monet or Manet? The one. No, that I was? think you said it correct. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I'm not gonna judge them, right? They're they're different artists. They're different styles, and I think it's the same thing with 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 filmmakers. But but let's also look at Looper, right? He completely changed the way that we think of of like time traveling movies. You know what?
1: So I actually have never seen Looper. Okay. But I actually read the screenplay a couple times uh-huh. because I was working at a I was working grave shift um and going to school. So I was working full time grave shift and going to school full time. And so I was just I would end up reading screenplays because it was it's something that I haven't really done much of. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I need to understand the like language and the understanding of, of screenplays. And Looper was one of those films that I remember reading and just fully enjoying. Yeah. And it's such a great movie. Um even like
0: uh Brothers Bloom was the the Brothers Bloom was the first Ryan Johnson movie I saw. Um and it's such a great like Take on on heist movies. So I think he is really good at like subverting expectations and I think For me going into Knives Out it was This is not going to be a traditional murder mystery, but I I have no idea. I have no expectations Let's see what let's see what it is. Right, right, and I think I think that's what made for me It made it such a great viewing experience the first time
1: I I I don't. Rem- I also watched this. Um, not in theaters. Um. It w- it was, um. Right. It was COVID timeframe. Mm-hmm. I think. Or no. Yes, and right before COVID. I, th- I think it
0: came out like November of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So, so I know before. it
1: came. Out, I mean, it came out twenty nineteen. It was that time was a little bit of a blur. I was doing a lot of stuff for, for work, um. But I ended up watching it at home, and uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I th- I mean this this movie fully reminded me how much Chris Evans is a phenomenal actor He's incredible he's an incredible actor the you know and some of these other um and and Daniel Craig Dan, you know like him like the cast of this this movie alone is phenomenal I mean, we've got uh Christopher Plummer uh and then Anna the Armas, which I think this is one of her first um you know one it's not her like I would almost say maybe this might be her breakout film. Yeah. Um, Because I think she did one or two other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't double check, but anyways. uh, I mean, obviously Daniel Craig, but we... And then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Chris Evans, and a whole bunch of other people. I love what you just said, is that if you get upset with a film, you should take a moment and take a step back, look at the director, look at the writers, and then... Wait a couple of months. Wait, you know, rewatch it in a year. Maybe rewatch yeah. it in like three months. Sometimes, we, as as audience members, you have too many expectations, and um, you need to stop. Yeah, I, like hundred percent. People come to me and they're like, Danny, well, you must hate watching movies." I'm like, "I love watching movies. <laughs> I literally will watch anything under the sun. Yeah. I really don't have any. Like, I'm not a snob." Um, not to say if you like have a very high standard, that's great. It's good for you. Um, I just think that movie making is just a beautiful art form Yeah. and I respect it. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, um, and then it's not only hard, but like you, you do something that has IP and has this huge fan base, but you're trying to, you're trying to create something you like, you you know, I, there's there's something to be said about the the you know subverting this yeah right and i think ryan johnson is is one of those these filmmakers because i think he's early he's early in his career yes and i think that he's gonna he's he's gonna continue making these you know he's gonna probably do a couple more knives out i mean there's one coming out in 2024 apparently it's i think in development or in production or something i saw on imdb i think for ryan johnson we're gonna see him come out with some huge bangers in like five years, four years, oh
0: yeah'cause and and he's gonna continue to be making movies that are that are just going to like upset people yeah and I, and I think he is totally cool with that, yeah, and I think like we as audience members should like understand like this is this is a director and writer who has who is really good at giving at giving surprises uh, yeah giving us surprises uh, as audience. Right, and and I think it it's very easy for, let's just touch the last Jedi real quick. <laughs> like it's so easy for him to have followed a, a you know a standard beat by beat movie Star Wars movie and give us what everyone wanted. Like overall, like it's. It's it's a movie that like yeah subverted expectations. Right. It 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 gave us surprises and twists to a degree. Um and 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 I think he's just incredible. I, I don't think he gets enough recognition that, that yeah. he merits.
1: Um before we dive in into the mysterious world, uh, this wonderful world, this animatic world, what did what <laughs> we said? Um I, I think I'm gonna go on record as saying that I don't really have a favorite like person director or whatever cinematographer mm-hmm. I think what I really actually love is I love when pe- when when movies are made and written by like a, a majority of one person mm-hmm. like Edgar Wright um, yeah. you know you know um, Ryan Johnson you know there's tons of other ones. I, I think as someone who does this for you know who who wants to make a film um, but is ma- you know paying bills paying content for other people, And do my own stuff. I really, I've always enjoyed the idea of having my hand as the puppet master Mm -hmm, in the sense, mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if I'm gonna create a YouTube video, I'm gonna write the script, I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm gonna, you know, do that. It's fun to be able to like be on the back end, help other people do that. But I really do think that one of the biggest things and one of like the most exciting parts of doing this is being able to like have an idea, write it out, be able to like know what what you're looking for. Yeah, and I think. As we begin to dive in, we see this from the get-go from this film the 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 pacing, the music, mm-hmm. the like um the shot choices when he's doing directing the the actors to provide a a specific performance and pulling performances from characters that are really good at this sort of role i'm excited to watch this movie these uh this movie on uh, more times as the as the years go by because every single time i go there i think i'm gonna dissect it from different things maybe it's the right the writing i think that's what what stood out to me more this round was the writing and a little bit of the like uh, shot choice ed- editing portion mm-hmm. of it What you know,
0: I, I kind of want to ask you like prior to, to this, do you like like mystery? Who done movies? I love,
1: I yeah. love a good film <laughs> with breakdowns okay. or like, so that whether that be heist movies, because yeah. I love big ensemble casts. Uh-huh. It's like one of my favorite things in the world to have, to get into a series or uh, a movie and have multiple characters that are just solid. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. just like, you know, whether that be, you know, like I said, Heister or whatever. And so I, I mean, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of these films.
0: I think for, I think, like growing up for me, like I would watch like Star Wars and be like, oh, I want to be an actor. And like the fan, the fantasy aspect of it's like, oh, to like play with the lightsaber. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now as an adult, like I watched Knives Out and it's like, I want to be an actor. Just to like hang out with that cast. Like you can tell they're having a great time. <laughs> And they're all so good at what they do, yeah. That like, it would just be cool to just like be part of the of this ensemble, right? No, like it's such a great great job casting, and great job, like you mentioned earlier, to like write to the strengths of these uh actors yeah right? and 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 guide them and give them the cues to bring the emotion or or the cues that 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 will play or that that strengthen the movie
1: yeah and honestly i don't actually know this is something that's kind of particular you can you might have someone in mind when they're writing a character mm-hmm. but doesn't always mean that's going to be the person um and so but for writing because ryan johnson is the writer and the director yeah he can have a specific thing and he might have one person that he wants. So maybe it was Danny or Daniel Craig as Benoit. And he's like, I know he can nail this Mm -hmm. and, or I can help him get to the place to be able to nail it. Yeah.
0: Let's talk a little bit about like the genre itself. Like I I feel like murder mysteries were so popular, right? You have the Agatha Christie adaptations um and and which ones are those ones uh what's his face with the mustache uh like uh the murder on the orient express oh yeah, yeah, yeah death, yeah. death yeah. on the nile um and 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 ryan johnson talked about like his love for those books and, and those adaptations yeah and took a lot into this but i think like the genre itself um is so unique that i think it will it, it
1: eventually kind of Died out. I think it's not so much that they died out. I think that they 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 realized that it it's it might play better in a series, hmm. and so I think that more televisions took on that thing because you can. I mean, it just plays a little bit better. Sure. I mean, it does get repetitive, but also you fall. It's, again, it's about the characters for these films. When you think about the Who Done It or whatever, you are introduced to characters, you fall in love with them, and you have twists and turns, and that always mm-hmm. provides excitement and enjoyment. Um, And so when you watch it in a film, not to say that it's like, you know, some people might say, well, it's uh, you watch it once, then you've watched it a hundred times. Yeah. Right. But I think Ryan Johnson, like you said, has done a phenomenal job at kind of taking it and flipping it on its head. And I would almost propose that this film is a a great, is is a perfect piece of showing respect but also providing us a modern day Sherlock Holmes sort of 100%. character and world.
0: Yes, hundred percent. And what I love about this me- movie, um, especially this last time I was watching it, it yes, it's a murder mystery, right? But at about the forty five minute mark, we're not even halfway. Yeah, we find out like the mystery. We find out that Martha accidentally injected him with the wrong drugs, right? Right. And so, like at this point, which normally traditionally in a murder mystery, like the whole time you're waiting, you're learning the characters, you're you're learning the motives, and then you know at the end that it's going, you're going to be told who did it, right? Right. Whereas this one, not even halfway through the movie, they tell you what happened, and it switches almost, in my opinion, from a murder mystery to a crime movie.
1: Yeah, and I think this is why I think to me, I feel like it's more of a. This feels way more Sherlock Holmesy. Yeah than a whodunit. Be- and, and not only that, but like as we'll discuss in next week's film, Glass Onion, mm-hmm. um, I think it takes a different approach. Um, yes. But it still holds true to this idea that there is this renowned detective who is involved and he's trying to piece together this r- donut hole inside the donut <laughs> hole. <laughs>
0: His monologues, man. They're so good. So, so
1: <laughs> freaking good. I like... Oh, Daniel Craig... Truly, I just, um, I truly appreciate again the the, the casts, yeah. the cast in this film,
0: and again going back to the setting of you're in a home, you immediately we're being told through through interviews, right, that um, the uh, what's it, what I can't forget Lakeith is it Lakeith? Yeah, I think so. That's the actor's name. Um, he's a detect he's the detective, but he's going through and interviewing everyone, and I love. The way that we are introduced to the characters,
1: just it's, so so it's, good. It's so
0: succinct, and and immediately we know who they are, and, and like who they are as a character in this movie, and then we are learning about what could be their motives, right? And I love that aspect because everyone in this movie, and we'll, and we'll talk about Glass Lane, but um, everyone in this movie obviously is being cut off from from Harlan, right? And there is it, it can be anyone like anyone can be the suspect even though we've been told that it's a suicide right right and so I just love the characters we're going we're, we're, we're given in in this movie
1: I also love that this is this wasn't like that it's it's a family it's yeah. it's a rich oh I guess and maybe what we should discuss a little bit about is I think again like I mentioned a little bit is that Ryan I think he had, Maybe not entirely, but it feels, maybe there's some things that happened that he just wanted to like express other opinions because mm-hmm. this movie is ripe. Yeah. Just laced with all <laughs> sorts of uh, commentary on society and life
0: now. And it's, I love that he uses, and we can, yeah, he uses comedy and satire yes to talk, to to address some of these social commentaries, right? Yeah. And it's so, so good.
1: Absolutely. You know why I think it's so good? It's because he's placed it in the place that we can all relate to it so effectively. Our family. You can't tell me that, like, in your family, you've got the one person who's still sticking around, even though for whatever (laughs) reason, like, it was a past girlfriend of a brother... But somehow they still hangs out, comes to Thanksgiving dinner, doesn't have you know whatever. Like the 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 questionable, you know nephew who probably shouldn't be on the internet.
0: In the bathroom,
1: <laughs> in the bathroom, <laughs> or uh, should be monitored by his parents a little bit better on what what might be happening.
0: Their extreme views, right? Political Absolutely. views, right? It, but, it- but
1: they're true. There's little truths in all those little things, yeah. and in the conversations that happen all through the movie.
0: Yeah, and and it's it, it's it's great to see just how diverse the family is, right? Like yes. you're mentioning like we all have very diverse families, and you put them together in a murder mystery environment, and you're going to see those clashes. You're going to see those personality cl- personality clashes, but also those like ideal clashes.
1: Exactly, and I think it's even. Elevated with the fact that this is a family who comes from a renowned mystery author Mm -hmm. and um, to each degree thinks that they have, that there are people, they're entitled, you know, the entitlement. Um, So let's talk with the, let's go with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Johnson and uh, uh, Chris Evans as the uh, Drysdale family. Yeah. Okay. The I think they're such a unique character in this film, mm-hmm. particularly Linda. What are you, what's your thoughts on Linda? I think. Look, she's the oldest.
0: We, we know that we we're told that she's the oldest. Yeah. So there's a sense of like pride. There's a sense of of, of protection.
1: Yeah. Are you the oldest? I'm not. I am the oldest. Okay,
0: you're the oldest. I'm 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 not. So uh, so there's a sense of like wanting to 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 protect. But I like this is what I love about about when we're being introduced when she's talking about like you know how was the party and and she's like everything was great like she's the one that's going next to Harlan giving him a kiss I love I
1: love I love film I love it I love editing because you can do this yes and it's all about perception it's all about
0: perception right and again going back to to this uh, social class and how they view the world their perception look i don't i don't want anyone getting mad at us but yes. like there are people who who don't whose perception of the world and society is so limited because of because of circumstances, yes. circumstances. and and in this case theirs is so so shallow yes so
1: shallow so Basic. Despite trying to be deep. Yeah. I mean, there's moments in this film where they're discussing the whole immigration thing. I mean, this is during 2019. Um, In actual life, yeah, we had Trump and the Border Patrol seizing children, separating them from their families. I'm sure it's not being talked about that I'm sure there's still hundreds of kids not being reunited with their families. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get into it. That's not... Go check out another podcast. Go check out another podcast for that. (laughs) But but that's a little thing but then every single time someone's saying that Martha is from some other from Ecuador, Ecuador or Brazil pa- Paraguay <laughs> like they don't
0: know they don't know and they don't care they don't care because it it doesn't impact their lives
1: i think what also is really interesting about linda especially in the beginning is that she's she because she's the oldest there's that the the hint of the her being the 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 she being the oldest being probably around when her dad was maybe making the fortune making these stories and mm-hmm. kind of becoming into now her seeing that desire and wanting to make something of her out yeah. she's one of the only people i think the only person that really has done something for herself right i mean we know
0: we, uh, we know that dad gave her millions of dollars for her to to start, start something but
1: but i mean she, she didn't like bootstrap it sure She, but she took what was given and tried to make something of it and is protective because her, she holds her husband, like, you don't own any of this. Yeah. (laughs) Like you aren't taking, you're not taking any of my, you know, my thing, which again comes into the fact that like the shallow, she doesn't trust her husband. The shallowness,
0: the, the entitlement to it all. Yeah. Which we see a lot with, um, with ransom. Right. Right. Ransom. Chris Evans, man. Okay, <laughs> he, he doesn't.
1: He doesn't show up until like forty plus minutes into this movie. Yeah, when the wheel ring, which when it shifts from Who Done It to a crime. a crime,
0: yeah, and it's so great to to position. Look, and, and I think another reason why I love this movie, at least for me, immediately I thought eh, it's totally ransom. Like ransom is guilty somehow. I don't know how, <laughs> but he is. You don't hire Chris Evans and, and you know, give him like top billing and not have him be like one of the bad guys, right? But the shift to have him be the one that that says you know, what's the line that he that he uses that they use on him and he uses against them where when they when they read the will, it all goes to Martha. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um he, uh, uh. I think this could be the best thing to happen to all of you. That scene is Chris Evan goal. So good. Can I I just want to say I like want to just truly thank Ryan Johnson for reminding us of the gift that is Chris Evan. Cuz like not to say that he had he, he didn't kill it or did such a phenomenal job as Captain America, but he was Captain America for such a long time that yeah. he did not I mean I don't know what his contract was, but I don't I don't fully know how many other films he did outside of the Marvel universe.
0: During that time frame. During
1: that time frame. I haven't checked, but because like, if you take it to his degree, he did Fantastic Four and he was the Human Torch. Live Baller, he did, he was in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He worked with Edgar Wright and also, again, very unique character. I think Chris Evans is like, he is, and then again, he recently was the bad guy in uh, the Netflix movie uh, The Gray Man. The Gray Man, yeah. Again, just Commits to the role. Very Chris Evans. Yeah. But I, I love it.
0: And it's so smart on him. Kudos to him to, to say, because this 2019, so he had, he had finished uh, Avengers. Yeah. And for him to say, my first movie after the Marvel Universe is going to be this. Yeah. And one of my iconic lines is going to be, matter of fact, oh God. I eat shit. shit. No, no, what? How's that? No.
1: It is a wonderful accent in this musical yeah. mastery of of a film uh because he, he he like the entire time you you he everyone wants, wants to say it at some point yeah but and he's he he and, but he knows he knows what's happening and it's going to happen and so Chris Evans for sure we'll, we'll get into a little bit more with that thing a little bit later but I don't know it's phenomenal so he's so good that. he's so good um who do you want to go with next I really love Tony
0: Collette so she is Joni right killer she's the, the wife of the son who did he pass away I think so yeah he he, he, he yeah he's not there yeah not um, there. and and she's the mom of Meg the the character Tony Collette's facial expressions in this movie I could just watch all day dude mas just master, master how she just like she's like you know buttering up Harlan and then like just all of a sudden like is annoyed
1: upset like her facial expressions alone are oh, it's so good some of the best ones Or when she's interacting with with leblanc yes oh my goodness the, <laughs> you know i think i think if if um, the key moment and we i might try to, i'll probably put it in, in the pod because is when is the piano because we get introduced oh, yeah, to, yeah. to to Blanc, n- n- with him queuing the the, the, invest, detective, the detectives yeah. <laughs> with a freaking note um, um and and her just like excuse me, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> just pure, just understand. Like, and I don't know if I love her or like am want to roll my eyes at her all the time.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, but she is phenomenal in this movie. And obviously, her motives we find now, and that she's been double dipping from Harlan. Oh, she is devastated. She's devastated. This family, man, they're just the worst. <laughs> but, 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 Meg, let's talk about the daughter. Like, she has
1: redeemable qualities. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, she she's classified as a snowflake liberal, I think, by oh, yeah. the alt <laughs> uh, <laughs> right troll of of her, her of her cousin, right? But she's trying. She she. I think she's difficult. You know she yeah. she wants to be better. She's trying to do something. Um she's kinda of, you know, I mean she is removed. She's part of the family and she is included, but and her mom has a cush life because she's double dipping.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot, like a hundred thousand a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean not a ton, but it's as a single mom, a single mom. With, with a daughter who might be going to some freaking prestigious school. Yeah. Um the the you know, at the end of the day is that you know, she she sees she has a relationship but she is trying to see, she sees the world Mm -hmm. and she's the, she's a different generation, but also I think trying to understand and see some of the things that are the weak points in, in, um, in the family, but yet doesn't fully know how to stand, make a stand on something. Yes.
0: And I think she's, she's first introduced
1: to us as the one that's
0: like, Oh, she's the nice one to, to Marta, Right. Um, also, let's talk about the fact that everyone says you should have been at the funeral, but I got
1: outvoted. <laughs> That's, oh man, got outvoted. Oh my gosh, that line. You know I'm gonna use that in a line at some point and be like, oh, you know I really wanted you there, but I got outvoted. I got outvoted. There's it. literally only f- two of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but Meg is, is introduced as this like as the one that we're like okay she's she's got Marta's back, right? Yeah. Prior to, to when when Ransom comes in and, and you know and becomes kinda like her partner before we find out all the truth. Um and then so so we have that side. Like we we as viewers are kinda like, yeah, Meg's Meg's cool. She's not, you know, the cousin who's who's a weirdo. So so we lean towards her and at least for me as a viewer i'm kind of like okay tony you're a single mom uh, yeah you, you shouldn't have done that but
1: yeah
0: um anyways tony colette's great let's, phenomenal let's talk uh michael shannon i totally forgot he was in this and he is so good so he plays walt and he's the one that has the son jacob um and and married to donna i think was the wife's name.
1: yeah she's not yeah, she, much, yeah. it doesn't matter
0: but uh let's talk about
1: michael shannon this this unit this this character he's a strong car- he's even though he doesn't have a ton of lines he's i mean like when you're first watching the film you i mean to me i'm torn because i'm like is it i'm like i feel like okay i'm leaning chris evans but uh, i remember also thinking man walt he's creepy he's creepy he's, yeah, he's got the limp yeah, he's got this limp. He's also, like, trying to be the, the next leader of the family. Mm-hmm. Partly, I think, you know, because he's got the publishing house under mm-hmm. his name. Um, you know, he... Maybe uh, he, him being the, the son that is still alive. You know, whatever might be there. But he also... He, he's ignorant. He don't
0: know what any of that means. I mean,
1: he... Doesn't really know, like he doesn't care about his son. I mean, he cares about his somebody. Doesn't know what's happening. He's he's ignorant, illiterate, digitally illiterate. Yeah. He's like, uh, so what? It, what was, there's a line in there that's like, um, I don't even know what what you're saying, <laughs> or, or I mean, maybe not digitally. Just, he's just like culturally illiterate. Yeah. Which is a lot. You know, happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, and so doesn't understand that certain phrases or things that are said have impact. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can laugh. <laughs> this movie is so good. It's so good. Um,
0: but yeah, no. He he. There is this ominous threat to him as well. Yes. Right. And when he confronts Marta right at her oh. her apartment, like y- you're convinced like he could hurt you. Now, remind me. He, he he he. They didn't know about her mom, right? About Marta's mom. He's the one that brings it up during that scene, right? Where he almost threatens her. Well, right. He does threaten her, um, but was he the one that was talking about earlier?
1: No. So that was that, uh, that, was, that was Don Johnson yeah. uh, as Richard, um, where again this is just a mastery again in in editing because yeah. I mean like, we have the whole opening sequence. I mean that's about thirty minutes um, of introducing those little segments of mm-hmm. like the characters or whatever, and we get little things. Oh, Martha's great. She's you know the help she, and the scene where he bring calls her over as to be part of, as, oh she's part of the family to prove his, to prove his, uh, point. his point, right. About, and can I just tell you, let me, let me, okay, you're going to get this. I'm going to, I'm gonna be upfront right now. You're going to get this. We're both Mexican. Yeah. And this is just, when you watch a show, a, a podcast or listen to a podcast with two different culture or cultural people, you're going to have, their perspectives. So this is mine. Mm-hmm. I have been in that moment. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I have been in the moment where, like, you came here legally, right? And uh, in fact, I won't say that. Never mind. I'll I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> uh, I want to put that on a podcast online and have someone listen to it. So, um, and I told when you know, the Armas playing Martha in that moment. Literally, like she tries to run like is like oh my, that's my cue I'm out yeah I, I do not I'm like I, I've but, been there yeah because what are you trying to like okay what, and what if I'm not What if I'm not exactly what like are you <laughs> going to do right now <laughs> and I love again the
0: the social commentary through satire right yeah 100% it's just so it's so real and and, and, and the privilege that the, the, the thrombies feel that they're entitled to yeah not just the privilege like financially but the privilege in in class in in political views um in in yes in their finances but it's so unique anyway if you know you know you know you're in those positions where where (laughs) it's just
1: it's it's uncomfortable and you have to like what do you want me to say you have to you have to toe that line and it's not just for this i mean particularly we resonate with Martha and her character yeah and the struggles that she's trying to face um i mean th- w- we'll get into that i mean let's just, i'm just gonna get into it i mean Anna the Arma is playing Martha as we don't know what the background is and it doesn't matter what matters is that she's a and i think you know the writing here is perfect right benoit blanc coming back and i guess we should say uh uh uh, martha has this 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 issue uh not issue uh like a, not a concern where she cannot lie <laughs> which if, i think that this movie is about like if i was going to put like a big thing is about about truth okay right um or like maybe not entirely but like ch- char- truth and character maybe I don't know, but, but the fact that this idea of her not being able to, to lie. lie is this thing. And then seeing um, the truth in that character between all the people in this family and how, how it begins to break down as what this one ideal, this one trait or thing, uh, their father mm-hmm. and the world that was created for them begins to shatters. With his death leading to the will and the assets being all given to marta. to marta
0: and i think it's i think any other excuse me any other movie that introduces a character that throws up <laughs> when they lie it wouldn't land
1: not one bit
0: it wouldn't and and this la- this time I was watching. I kept asking myself why why does it stick? Why why does it work? And I have a couple of ideas. One, we we learn about this tick. This <laughs> yeah, tick is a great way to put it. <laughs> this tick occurs, Um about twenty minutes in, twenty almost thirty minutes in, and we've 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 been introduced to these characters, to their beliefs through satire, through a a comedic way of approaching their beliefs and their characters, that when you introduce a character who you want, going back to to your point, this movie about being truth, and even justice, right? You can't have justice without truth. Correct. Uh, And we see that at the end of the movie. But but you literally give them a, a physical attribute that lets them be the truth teller. Yes. In a, in a movie that's about mystery, L- yeah, about me- lying, yeah. it is so genius to incorporate that attribute to a character. And not just a character, the character who was involved in, to a degree, in the
1: death. Right. And honestly, I think, because I was trying to tell you what that I'm like, is it is this movie, are the people really lying? Or like blatantly, blatantly lying, right? Are they trying to... Or is it that they're trying, like, they're just trying to protect a specific character or like situation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's I, because we watched or we we're planning on doing this this movie back to back with uh, or with Glass Onion next week. Yeah. I ended up watching them both together, right? Um, and I think I I come I came to the decision that like I do think that this is more about the I the ideology of a person. And the and how that is impacted by their 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 circumstances, hmm. right? Um, we see the impact. I mean, we look at um, ransom. We know. I mean, ransom. I think is the one that is the biggest. Is the one that is lying throughout the thing. But yeah. he's the one that become is involved with the murder. He's the one that tried to switch the um, medicine from uh, the medicine bottles. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the actual liquid. The medicine bottles yep and then having a series of events that not being thing mm-hmm. and him just be like dang it and i love again the ryan johnson phenomenal writing phenomenal writing with not, and the payoffs in this movie are some of the best and they're so well earned so well earned and, and and
0: for us as viewers like i also feel like i've earned that payoff yes right like not just the character. But me, because you took me through this journey of watching, of leading me one way, and then giving me this payoff. It is so well earned.
1: There's not many movies when in this genre of like whodunit or whatever. Because I mean, like I said, you often feel like, oh, I remember, you know, I know who it is, and you're watching with somebody who Mm has never watched it. I feel I legit was like, wait, did did Anna do it, or did did ransom do it? I was like, I couldn't. I was like, I literally had a moment. I was like. Wait, do I actually remember who did this? <laughs> um, and I think that's part of where this writing and this this you know the the directing the directing the edit the whole the whole aspect of this film gives us these payoffs. I mean, the, one of the biggest things is the idea. Do you like we started this podcast? Do you know a real knife from a prop knife? Yeah. Anna, you know, or uh, Martha Anna the Armist who plays Martha, like without knowing, knows the difference between these two medicines. Because this is her profession, yeah, and um, and I'm you know and then I want to jump back to a quote that we didn't bring up in La La Land, but um, that is huge is that people are passionate or people will like things when someone is passionate about it. Yeah, I think Harlem he, he is passionate about his books. He does he didn't want to give it to his children. He wanted them to kind of thing, but he held on. He wanted you know he's a father. He's a father. You know, but he's realizing what he's done. And I think part of that is because he's seen the passion in a outsider. We don't know much about the. World. We get little <clears throat> snippets here and there, right? But Martha comes in. She just is a kind, and because she says, "I wasn't." I went to Le Bonk, he just wanted a friend. Yeah, he just wanted a friend, and
0: and to see. And this is why this is what I love about the the character of Martha. She's so em- em- empathetic. Yes, and 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 you as a viewer get behind her 100%. Not just because of the way the family treats her, but because the way that she's written to to yeah. to yes, be honest, but to also just be sincere, yeah. right? He just wanted a friend. And and the interaction that we eventually see of them playing the the board game, right? This 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 going back and forth. Like you believe it. You believe a great job on not just on the writing, but on the performances as well. But you believe this um, to a degree, like yeah, I can see why Harlan decided to to do it. He he's looking back at, as an eighty-five year old and saying, "What have I done?" Like, like in a way of of regret towards yeah. his family, and then he sees Marta and says, "Here is someone that's working, that's become a friend that that has a different again going back to perception of life, of work, of of earning." Right what where did I go wrong as as a patriarchal figure to this home to this family
1: it's I mean I constantly think yeah am I doing a good job with my children am I helping them learn skill sets or learn things have a growth mindset or mm-hmm. um, be open to other people or you know be weary of things that, that what you say matters mm-hmm. right I mean this it is wonderful to see, the work that goes into um, the the performance that that provide us this like little commentary that was was given to us for this film because it's a fun film but the, I think like truly I am well this will probably be a film I will watch every single year yeah it is so rewatchable
0: where I feel like a other and this is not a diss like at Agatha Christie because I love those adaptations but like I watch them I'm like yeah that was good yeah. But I don't often go back to them. Yeah. Whereas this one, it is, and and it's such a great testament to to the writing, like you mentioned, um, and and to the performances.
1: Do you have? A, I want to talk about some of our favorite scenes.
0: Yes. Favorite scene? Um, I think I I, I have one major favorite scene. Okay. Um, but I I love again the introductions. Um, I love how we are are introduced to all the characters, but I absolutely there's something about the end scene for me when she is just up on the balcony drinking her coffee that says my coffee my house my coffee my no it
1: says my house my rules my coffee my coffee and there's just such
0: a a sense of accomplishment when the whole family and the camera pans out and the whole family turns around and she's just looking down, drinking her coffee, and it ends. And it cuts. And I, this may be such a cop out to choose this as my favorite scene, but again, we went through this journey. Yeah. I, I'm all for Marta, and as, as, as maybe, maybe this is biased, but as a, as a Mexican who, who has seen that kind of behavior towards myself and towards others, there's something about it's rewarding. It's rewarding. It's
1: something about sticking it to the white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what it is. I mean, and it's and it's not. A, but it, the thing is, like, I mean, to a degree, you would think that sticking to the white man, or to you know what, to any oppressor, yeah, is that you know they made that choice. She did not make this choice, mm-hmm. but she respects the choice. Yeah, and, and she stands by the choice because choice. our choices, you know, choices have effects. Um, you know, rewards or consequences, right? I, I love, I mean, that is a phenomenal scene. It truly, It. I mean, it is, again, this movie has so many, the payoffs are earned. Yeah.
0: And I, I can't help, but every time I see that last scene, just, I get the biggest smile. And, and like very few movies, like not, not very few, but like it's hard for a movie to just finish with, and, and leave your audience just satisfied and smiling, right? It's an accomplishment. And going back to what you were saying, like like a few minutes prior to that scene, uh, Marta's sitting and she looks to Benoit Blanc and says, what do you think? What should I do? Yeah. And his response is, I have some strong opinions about about these people, but you will know what to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it goes back to her. Yeah and just being an incredibly well-written character.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean if we look at her as a character in this world, she is good. Yeah. She cares. I mean, I think part of that the idea the fact that she can't she can't lie mm-hmm. puts her into a position where she makes her just a good person. Yeah. Because she literally can't not she can't not be a good not that she can't, <laughs> you know, be bad or whatever, but um, just that character, you know, you wanting to always Tell you so you don't have to have an issue with something. Um, I have a sp- very particular tick; <laughs> would be very uncomfortable, yeah. and I would try to do everything I can to just. Well, this is my life, and I'm going to try to <laughs> live the best of it. Right. Um, my favorite scene is the. I believe it's it's the will reading. Okay. Okay, so it's it starts with ransom mm-hmm. coming entering, um, the everyone reaming on ransom. Ransom just enjoying the biscoff cookies and (laughs) uh, you gotta do this more often and and every like and not only that but like the the like intrusiveness of each family member like family members in his face literally he's like uh shannon is in his like on breathe like spinning in his face right and and him you know losing it Eat shit. Eat shit. But understanding that there's something, and then having the actual act that he knows is coming, take place, and having it all sink in within the family. But the the best thing is partly because it's a little bit of a uh, of a flop. But the scene: Martha is leaving. The family follows her because mm-hmm. she's trying to get out of there. Um, the camera operator is walking with the steady cam. Yes. And then all of a sudden, we get this little blip. And then it continues going. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it truly. I remember watching that for the when I watched it the first time. I'm like, it's. I'm like, did they take it out? Like, was it a transition. Literally, Ryan Johnson broke the Steadicam. Yeah. So cam is a uh, is a device that connects to a camera. It's before gimbals. Um, and most you know movies actually don't. They run. It's like a gimbal on top of a. Uh, arm, but usually it's called a Steadicam. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a counterweight system. It's got like a whole bunch of wires in f- these big films, the camera, because it, it weighs a lot. So, um, And they usually have like a monitor towards the end because they're looking at like the feed mm. rather than, you know, anyways, pretty amazing stuff. But you see there he's moving in and it's smooth, but the this feeling, the fact that it, it breaks at this moment in this film, <laughs> and they kept it in the film. Yeah. It's just so perfect because it's like it reaches this moment and it kind of not fumbles, but it, it feels like it was on purpose that it switches to this more handheld grittier, like chaotic feel Yeah, moving into the character. And you just, you see, I mean, she takes, she's in the frame. You, she's surrounded mm-hmm. by the family trying to get into her, car, her little friggin' blueberry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> blueberry.
1: <laughs> um and and then and then is rescued by Evans saying, Hey, I think this would be a great learning experience for you <laughs> and earning that again the, this payoff. To me that scene truly is a treasure yeah. in cinema.
0: It's there's so much chaos happening in it and like you mentioned, with the steady cam to bring within all that chaos to bring that shot in. It's it's great. No, that's a good one. I
1: mean the fact that Ryan I don't know how he broke it but I, <laughs> I honestly I like I try to imagine what would that would that have been on like f- production day. Uh-huh. He you know he probably be like I think that shot works. I mean like we don't have time, we can't redo this. <laughs> we're not we're move- we gotta move on. Like they might have redone it and yeah. but the the steady cam broke. The, those things are like you don't have like another steady cam. <laughs> um I legit thought it was a uh, a tripod because like there's a little bit of there's movement, but then it like the camera it looks like it's unclip it, it's unclipping, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that like it's so smooth mm. even though it's like you obviously know there's an operator. Yeah. But it but it it feels it just feels so perfect. And I think it's just again, I don't know, it's just something about that whole scene ending with that little moment of of a weird little filmmaking blip that just accents it That's so cool. beautifully. No, I love that.
0: This again, shout out to Ryan Johnson, incredible filmmaker, writer, we, we need more of his stuff, period.
1: Period. I, I look... I'm excited for uh, all the... If you haven't watched this film, please go. Is there anything else that you want? Any last questions that we want to address? No, I
0: think this is it. I mean, there's so much we could go, but watch this movie. Um, I love it. I'm, so I'm excited for Glass Onion.
1: Yeah, me too. If you haven't seen Glass Onion, go check it out because... It is not a donut hole, but a a perplexing onion that, as you peel, continues to provide greater complexities.
0: (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, We would love it if you could subscribe on whatever platform you listen um, and and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us get discovered on the charts.
1: Or, you know, share it with a friend. Tell them, hey, I have some friends that have this... You know, be a chum. Share with another chum. Um, If you are listening, check at the bottom of Spotify. Look, I know it's weird. It's not something that you might be regularly doing. If you're listening to it right now and you're not driving, please wait till you're not driving. Go down, go to our episodes, go down. We have a question or a poll sometimes. Interact with us there. You don't have to send us a message, a voice message, although if you want to, you can. If you want to provide us your great insights to this film or any of the films we discuss, you could also email us at your at
0: We want to hear from you guys. We want to know what you like about this movie, what you don't like about this movie, what you like about Ryan Johnson. Don't vent out too much on The Last Jedi. We will get to The Last Jedi. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Um, but yeah, feel free to follow us on, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marstrocity. M A R Z T R O S I T Y,
1: or me Rubio underscore TV,
0: and obviously you can follow us on Twitter at your real Chumps as well as on YouTube. Join us next week. We are doing Glass Onion, and Knives Out mystery. We're going to keep going with more Benoit Blanc. You know what? I just realized we didn't talk much about Benoit Blanc.
1: Oh, because I think we need to talk about him in the next one.
0: But it also this is what's so good about this movie is that. Yes, he's the he's the detective, but the story is about Marta. He's a tool. He's a t- yes, exactly, to 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 shine, to put the spotlight on her. Like he the way he's written to navigate him as a character to be the
1: support for her. He is the gravity rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> he is there just to leisure long to land where all the things or to be, for him to unravel he's never read the book but it sounds so good <laughs> <laughs> he loves the title he loves the title
0: <laughs> thanks you guys we'll see you next week